Anderson, what's going on, man? Going on, Anderson. Nothing much. Just playing a little golf right now. Uh, you're out. You're actually on the golf course right yep. now. I'm in Kiowa. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's the life right there. That's it the is. life. See, you get to talk. You get to talk NC State hoops and play golf. Yeah, that's like the dream. Kelly, it thanks is. for joining us again. If you have any questions, if you want to come on and talk, feel free. We're we're about as laid back a group as you can get. So we'll we'll kind of dive into this. I know Bobby just got in, so we'll add Bobby in here and, and kind of break this pregame down. Welcome, Bobby. Hola. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Just got me some some bojangles in me. I'm hey. ready for the day. All right. Oh, hi, hi, Tony is my mom. Well, hi, hi, mom. Hope you're doing good. good. I'm assume it's my mom because I don't know many Tonys. But um, <laughs> but um, so let's let's kind of get started and break this down. Obviously, Boston College is coming off of a, a month hiatus with the virus, so they haven't really had anything to show uh, in the last month. Which you know could be beneficial or it could be you know bad, um, but they're not a great team. Three and ten, one and six in the conference. You know, obviously NC State's coming off of a a couple rough ones that you know a lot of Wolfpack fans thought that they might be able to kind of pull out, and they just towards the end there, the last four minutes especially, they've just really struggled. Um, but I'll send it over to you guys and kind of get some of your your quick hitters on on this game and kind of what you guys are expecting. Um. In my opinion, this game uh, it falls into the category of uh, don't lose rather than <laughs> rather than just win. Um, yeah, Boston College is going to have four, maybe five scholarship players. So literally, maybe one in their starting lineup, and maybe or literally everybody coming off their bench is going to be a walk on. So <laughs> you just you just can't lose this one. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things, so that's kind of why I said at the beginning, it's one of those, it could be really good for NC State, or it could be really bad for NC State, because it's one of those games, I feel like, where you just completely let your guard down, and you're just like, okay, they're 3-10 and 10 when they're full strength, now they're not full strength, so do we even need to show up and really play? And that's one of the things that scared me, is because I feel like we could fall into the trap with, you know... You let this team compete with you for 20, 30 minutes, and now all of a sudden they think they can beat you, which is a little bit scary. So yep. hopefully they kind of come out early and really set the tone because I think if they can do that, I think the first 10 to 15 minutes, I know that's a little bit bold strategy, but the real <laughs> first to 10, 10 to 15 minutes, they can really tell you if this is going to be you know, a good game for them or not. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. They're playing with mostly practice squad guys, right? So yeah. they're going to be extra motivated to come out and show out because this might be their only chance they get to play in a D1 basketball game. So, yeah. I mean, you know they're going to be going their hardest, at least those practice guys are. Yeah, yeah. So that'll that'll be interesting. And then uh, I and it's so hard because I don't know. I don't. Do we know who exactly is playing for BC yet? Have they announced? I haven't seen. So I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, because I mean, I, th th this is another thing that kind of worries me is their guard play is, is what I would say is the best part of BC's game. And with our guards, obviously, away from Braxton, I feel like that's where they can be really successful. And we have some really young guards that they can kind of, you know, take advantage of a little bit and frustrate a little bit, especially uh, on the offense, on the defensive end, because, you know, they're, I mean, Heath is a really good scorer. Uh, the other guy that we played against last game got hot at, towards the end too. So 
if they end up playing, that could be one of those things that could really scare me with, with us having a couple of freshmen in that game, and especially with them kind of lacking confidence right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's just a confidence builder game, you know, for the freshmen especially. Like, you're going up against guys that you are just very much superior to. So, I mean, hopefully this could give State some, some momentum going forward if you get a big win. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things, too. I mean, obviously we keep talking about Devin being out. It, this is just really an opportunity. I don't want to say that the, the season's over because you can always have the ACC tournament. You win an ACC tournament and you get in the tournament. I mean, we've seen, you know, an NC State team win a national championship that way. So it, it's not over, but at the same time, you really got to start building, you know, uh, call it what you want, you know, going up the stairs or your building blocks. You really got to start developing as a player to boost into your sophomore season or your junior season, you know, because this is really going to set the tone for your confidence heading into the next season. Yeah, and we've said it on air a million times, you know. If you're going to be at least a solid program, which I think we are, but we haven't done this yet, is you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah. State should go in there, walk the dogs, get out. But, you know, and good good programs will do that. I hate to use the term trap game because you hear that for a lot of teams that are playing well going into a game like this. You know, State's not playing well, but I, so I hate to use that term. But it kind of is. It's it's a trap game. you got to be there mentally and perform. Yeah, for sure. So what – so I guess my question is, since it's one of those games where I would say 85% of Wolfpack fans expect to win this game, what is something that you want to see? So, if, if you know, if this does end up being a fairly easy win, you know, a 10 to 20 point win, what is something that you want to see moving forward out of this team to really boost that confidence? Consistent guard play for me, definitely. Jericho Helms has been playing out of his mind. But if we can get some more production, I think I've said this the last couple times we talked about it, but Shaquille Moore, Cam Hayes, they just need to get better. Distributing the ball, especially moving it around, the ball movement's probably been the worst part of us about our game this whole year. So, just more improvement from those guys, I would say. Yeah, Bobby, I I agree with that. But what you said, Scott, I, I'm I think we win, but I'm still not sold that it'll be by double figures. <laughs> I want us to see us. I want to see us come in there and handle business like we're supposed to. Yeah, we haven't seen us do that in a long time. Yeah, and what. A, and, and one of the things I'm really, really interested in seeing, and I think this partially is why we've lost the last two games, is, you know, in, in the NFL and in college football, they call it the two-minute drill. For NC State, I call it the, the last little timeout area, so the under four minutes. So you get that timeout at four minutes. I really need to see them execute. The last couple games, the last four minutes, whether it be the end of the first half, or the end of the second half has been absolutely atrocious. Yep. It's, and and I think honest honestly, I think that's the reason that we have lost the games. That we finished we actually I paid real close attention uh against Virginia. We closed out the first half okay. It looked like it was gonna go bad, but they kinda, you know, brought it back around. They didn't score well, but they also held Virginia in check. But the last four minutes we had a couple back to back turnovers, freshman guards, I think we had a couple turnovers there towards the end. Obviously, DJ not being in didn't help much. But but that is one of the things that I really need to see. I need them to really even – and this is why I'm saying even if they end up winning by 25, if I'm Kevin Keats and I know that we've been struggling uh, in the last four minutes, 
I would look at my starters and say, we have a 0-0 game right now. I need you to really focus on these last four minutes and treat it like, you know, a tied game because we got to get better at it. And I think if they get better at that, dude, they very easily could have won the last two games. Absolutely. And uh, this is going to be – going along with that, I'd like to see if a guy has a hot hand to, you know, him be on the floor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure – listen, we I, I know we got uh, – it's Marianne, my mom, and, and Kelly, and uh, but um, I know there's there's one guy out there that already has said he's hopping on, and his specific question is uh, is why in the heck it was DJ Thunderbird not in the game? So that's that's a conversation we may have to touch on a little bit later. But uh, so what do you think of? I guess to kind of touch on it, what do you think of Kevin Keats's answer? Uh, from I think it was Corey Smith, Pack Pride asked him. You know, why didn't you put him in? And what did you think of his answer? Well, the thing was he was so defensive about it initially. Like, I, I just read it. I didn't even hear the response. But just it seemed condescending and very defensive. And it seemed that Keats knew already that he had he had messed up. <laughs> so, exactly. So, exactly. So, on top, so on top of that, I guess, is my question. Would you rather, as your coach, say, you know, I just I screwed the pooch on that one. I messed up. Uh it's my bad, or would you rather them get defensive and say, hey, it's my team and it's my decision? Needs to own it. <laughs> you own it. And if you're going to get – when you're asked that question, give an actual reason. Oh, well, I'm the head coach. That's why. No. No, no, no. Uh-uh. That, that's high school stuff. Yeah. Well, I did – I will, in his defense, I did see where he came back. I don't know if it was the next day. He said that he saw it as, uh, as Manny Bates. We needed to get stops. And Manny Bates was more, you know, abiding to what he was trying to do on the defensive end. However you want to say. I don't I, – I don't know. I mean – Well, I, I'm, I'm telling you. So it's funny because when he said that, people started to get really technical and they started to go look at the statistics. And you, not, nobody will really believe this, but somebody found a statistic. <laughs> and listen, this is from the uh, internet. So bonjour or – you know, this is this is maybe fake, but somebody found on the internet that DJ Funderburg has a better defensive forty-minute statistics than Manny Bates. Yes, he does. And even you know, in most games, if Manny's going to give you that better defensive presence, in the Virginia game, Manny was not. Yeah. Jay Huff, Huff was eating Manny up all night. Yeah. And I don't know that 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 is a move that I don't understand especially when you have a chance to win the game and you had taken the lead back. I don't know. I don't get that one. That one bugs yeah. me. And I and I will say the one thing that I have noticed about Keith, especially this year, and I mean, this, for granted, this is the first year I've been kind of back home and able to watch every game. Um, he is very – he has a very quick trigger on substituting in and out. And I'm thinking partially, you know, because I did talk with him, like, before the year started, and I think partially trying to keep guys fresh and get – fresh bodies in there but I but I would like to see like you mentioned Bobby that hot hand goes a long way confidence goes a long way and it's very easy for someone you know that's you know playing well you pull them and all of a sudden that confidence changed now not every player is like that you know some players just come out you know and they come back in ready to go but there are some players that they you know they say see it as a negative thing like they did something wrong so that's one of the things I'd like to see is maybe, you know, I, I understand the kind of the quick rotation, but we need to be a little bit smarter on when to rotate. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Speaking of hot hand, 
I'm going to, you know, we talked about Jericho Helms, and I said before we got off, I said, watch for Jericho's first three to four shots. He started off three of four, uh, <laughs> led all scores. So, again, watch out for that. Yeah, yeah. Jericho, uh, to me, I mean, I, I said at the beginning of the year, Devin Daniels is really the energy. He's kind of the engine. And now Jericho has to turn into that guy. He's got to be the, the little engine that could. They got to, you know, always bring energy on the offense and the defensive end. And when things aren't going right, who is the team going to look to? In my opinion, they're probably going to look to, you know, a Jericho Helms. They're going to look to, you know, a DJ Funderburg. So he's got to be able to bring that each and every night. And it's one of those things that we continue to, to mention is consistency, you know, from game to game. We, we haven't had that. You know, one game, Jericho will have 23. The next game, it, he may not show up. So they got to find a way to start getting that consistency uh, from game to game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is a little fun fact because I'm, a, I'm big on the, the history says this. Um, I saw this statistic a couple days ago. And under Kevin Keats for Saturday noon games, oh. NC State under Kevin Keats is 1-9. and nine. Yikes. So uh, keep that in mind today. Just <laughs> Miami was a Saturday at noon a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, if you're that good at statistics, find out what I was. Because I can tell you, I never liked waking up. Because you – so I, you end up getting up at like 8 o'clock. And then you end up having, you know, typically how the, the coaches want to do it is they want to bring you in early. And then they want to do a shoot around at the gym. For granted, I don't know how Coach Keys does it. He could do it the night before to give them a little bit more sleep. But ever, most of my coaches would bring us into the gym. So, like at 10 o'clock, maybe, uh-huh. maybe 9.30. And we would – We'd have like a little bit of a meal, whether it be, you know, a little brunch or whatever it is. I always wanted chicken parm. It didn't, to me, it didn't, <laughs> I don't know why. It didn't matter if it was, you know, a noon game or an eight o'clock game. I wanted chicken parm. So there's always chicken parm there at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I'd eat my chicken parm. We do our walkthrough, but it just felt different. The atmosphere felt different. I mean, you, you got to think the fans even coming to the gym just had a different feel. It feels like just everybody just rolled out of the bed. And, and now they're going to play a game. And it's something you don't like. Most of these teams probably practice around that, that time, but you also don't show up to the gym three hours later. <laughs> right. It feels more like a baseball game, like just kind of lackadaisical. Energy is definitely not as prevalent, I would say, especially in PNC. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. But, again, it's, it's, there's going to be no fans. So you've got to kind of bring your own energy. And I will say, you know, I feel like the energy's been there. Uh, especially the last two games, I feel like they've started really hot. So hopefully they can come out and kind of ignore that 12 o'clock uh, number and, and just, you know, bring their A game. Yeah, we need to. Got to have a quick start. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of let's kind of talk here. So uh, I'm sure you guys kind of remember the, the Boston College game before where we, we kind of jumped out to a lead and we thought we were going to, you know, stretch stretch it out and end up getting getting an easy win. And they ended up coming all the way back in, I think, the first game. What did we end up winning by, three? Yep. Three points. Um, Shaquille, Shaquille brought it home for us. That was like yep. his first. Yep. So what is something after seeing that first matchup? Obviously, it's a different team. Obviously, it's going to be a different team for them. What's something that you want to see different uh, from NC State? Finish. Finish, finish, finish. Once you get that, once you get them down, metaphorically have your foot on their throat, push down. Don't let them back up. <laughs> um, 
He's on the golf course too with that mentality. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he must be playing. He must be playing a good round right now. <laughs> hey, I'm in the zone right now. <laughs> uh, see, golf gods are going to punish you now. We're going to get a final. Sc- we're going to get a scorecard report. I'll provide an update. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know when you make a birdie. Uh, I already made one. I'm good. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you filled your allotment for the day. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> but um, but you know, if you start out hot, you know. Focus on the things you were doing well to get you up by so much in that game and keep doing them. Don't stray away from them. And I know that's hard at times when you're blowing out a team, but, you know, stick with it because we've seen multiple times this year, a couple we've won, a couple we've lost. You let teams come back in the game, that can come back and bite you. I think the biggest thing, too, this is kind of what Scott was saying, but, like, last five minutes of each half, that's when I want to see us go on a run because last year's team, you know, you think about the Wisconsin game, the Duke game, that those teams like with Markel Johnson, they were going on big runs to finish halves, and we can carry that momentum over. It's just such a big momentum booster to me, and I think that's just kind of what this team's been lacking. Is last five minutes they seem to just collapse under the pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think you know, obviously we've mentioned you know the last five four minutes of halves. Uh, to kind of take it a step further, I guess would be just just offensively, just to see, you know. I will say, obviously, it's hard to take anything from the Syracuse game because the Syracuse game they had good ball movement, but for granted they're in the zone the whole time, so you got to have ball movement. Uh, but I will say they they did a little bit different action on offense. I saw a couple times where they set a pin down for Braxton to have the opportunity for a shot, and if he didn't have it, the whole right side was cleared out. So then they threw it directly in the post. So that's one of the things that I would uh, really like to see them kind of continue to build on because we've mentioned multiple times in the last you know month is just offensively it's just very stagnant it's very standstill a lot of the side and high pick and roll off the Iverson cut that into a pick and roll so that's something that I would just like to see them to continue to do different type of things offensively to get different type of people uh involved in different ways not always ending in the pick and roll yeah well we've been saying that for so long now at this point I don't think it's going to happen sadly well, I will say I, I I will say this. The last couple games, I've been just paying attention to see if they would change the sets up, and they they have tried a couple different things that that um, is true that have been out, you know, that I haven't seen. Even the even I was watching the out of bounds plays. The out of bounds plays, they were trying to get Braxton coming off from the block across off of a screen. For granted, nobody set a screen. I mean, it was like <laughs> they just like literally allayed the the defender. Hey man, we're not we're not used to running inbounds plays. Taking baby steps here. Hey, I don't. But but that's one of the things I just need them to continue to build on. And I think I think that if they can kind of change that up and and just put their players in better situations to be successful, I think that'll benefit them, especially uh, on the offensive end. So Benjamin, welcome. We've 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 added our fourth person in there again. Anybody that's on, feel free at the bottom to to ask a question. If you want to hop on, you can hop on. Uh, we're missing Reed a little bit today. Reed was was great. So, but again, it's that that noon game time, so everybody's probably rising uh, a little bit later than normal. But let's start here. Let's um, we're we're gonna go down the list on on the players, and and let's let's kind of talk about the the pros and the cons that we've seen from them so far. And one of the guys I really want to talk about is Cam Hayes because I'm really high on him. I think he's going to be really, really good for years to come, assuming he stays in an NC State uniform. Kind of talk about, you know, what you've liked from him so far and something that maybe you need to see a little bit better. Um, 
I'm the same way. I like Cam. I think Cam, once he, you know, grows into the roles, is going to be good for us. Um, I think he has a high basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. And I said this last time. He's just, he's just, you know, just a little slow at the moment on some passes. You know, some some decisions that he he probably got away with in high school was just a, a tad late, and that's forcing some of his turnovers, trying to split double teams. You know, trying to whip a pass uh, down the baseline for a back door or something. Just a yeah. little, little late. Um, so you can, you can tell, you know, the IQs there, the ideas are there, but you got to be a little earlier and anticipate it more. Um, and then shooting wise, like man. The dude's just in a funk. Like, you know, he yeah. was shooting it he was shooting it pretty well early in the year. Um I think he hit his first shot uh uh in the Virginia game. I was like, okay, maybe maybe this will spark him. And I don't think he hit another shot the rest of the night. So hopefully yeah. that'll come around. He's shown he can shoot it. Um, you know, just just the you gotta be a little quicker with the decisions and hopefully some shots will fall from the shooting uh point of view. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anderson, are you on seventeen at Kiowa where you can't talk right now? I just hit a drive, so like just a second ago. Um, yeah, but Cam Hayes, uh, I definitely agree with Bobby and what he's saying on decision making. I don't know if it's decisions he made in high school or just a lack of confidence. I think the shooting kind of goes along with that too. I mean, Scott, you can speak on this, but I think when you start shooting well, you kind of it just builds your confidence where you start doing pretty much a lot, a lot of other different things well. But the thing I've liked about him the most is he's definitely a hustler. Like he does go up for rebounds. He's not yeah. lackadaisical at all. Like that was kind of my complaint about Markel was he could be a little lazy sometimes. I felt like yeah, you uh, deep in the game. So I like I like what I'm seeing from him. He's definitely got some potential, but definitely the shooting. <laughs> yeah, there's I Reed. Say, I think the one thing that I've that I've learned watching Cam Hayes is. He he, when he plays free, he looks very very confident. But when he gets kind of like I want to say uh, like structural, or teams don't make a definitive decision on him. So a lot of teams, you know, are just you know soft hedging. So they're just kind of floating. The big man just floats there and kind of drops back as Cam is attacking, and so it puts him in a in a in a spot that's tough because. You either take a pull up on a you know a six ten guy that's going to contest late, or you know you got to make a pass that's really not going to gain an advantage. So I think one of the things that he really needs to be a little bit better on that I've noticed is he just needs to make that one quick step and that one quick decision because he's he's getting to the point where he's taking almost one too many dribbles, and now he realizes he's really stuck. And in high school, you can get away with it. I mean, there's just that's just the level of the competition. But once you get in the ACC, these guys are a little bit smarter. They're going to they're gonna play with you. They're going to do a little bit more, you know, digging at the ball. They're going to do a little bit of fake and get back. So that's one of the things with him is he just really needs to, these last few games, really focus on if he's going to go, go. If you're going to make that turnover, make it going, you know, 90%, 100%. But don't make that turnover just because you're second-guessing yourself. Yeah, I agree with that completely. All right, and then my my next person is you know he gets they be they be ripping him a lot. Let's 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 touch on Braxton Beverly. <laughs> um, he hustles. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I said this last time because he came up in the last in the in the last pregame. Um, I have never ever questioned that dude's effort, never, yeah. and I appreciate that. Um, you know. At least he's finding a shot now, and he can help us in the way, you know, that people thought he was going to help us. Um, yeah. 
for that period where he wasn't hitting shots, you know, he just kind of seemed lost, you know, what is my role here? Um, and now that he's hitting shots, I mean, we know what his role is. That was it all along. But when he wasn't, he was kind of, to me, it seemed like he was like, he was just lost. Like what, what is my role here? How am I going to make this team better? Um, yeah. then defensively, I mean, part of it's just genes and size. Like he's going to be a little bit of a defensive liability there from that point of view. And, uh, Virginia did a really good job moving guys around and getting, uh, getting guys mismatched on Braxton. So, yeah. And I, I'll, this is, this is my thing with Braxton. I don't, I, I love him. I think he needs minutes. He needs to be on the floor. I think he he just hasn't been and I guess this is kind of towards Keats and not so much Braxton. Keats just hasn't put him in a place where he can just get some shots up. He needs to get some shots up. He needs to have that confidence. But as a player that, you know, is such a good shooter like him, when you only get you know, obviously the last two games have been different because Devin's been out, but when you only get three shots in the game, you almost feel lost. It's like yeah. what are you trying to do with me? Because He's such a good shooter. You got to get. You got to give him. You know, some type of look. And that's why I mentioned earlier Braxton coming off that down screen. If he doesn't have that, he's one. He's one of the best passers on the team, in my opinion, especially to the post. He's thrown some really good passes to the post. That is a very underrated art. A lot of guys can't. I mean, I, that I could probably line up ten Division One guys, and me and Bobby play defense, and and half of them will probably. <laughs> turn it over so <laughs> it, it is a lost art that people don't think about but he really does he enters the ball in the post right don't get me wrong he's had you know a couple turnovers where it's just like what are you doing braxton but he is he's just one of those players that you know you're going to get that effort and you know that goes a long way especially with you know a team that's struggling is sometimes you know you need that guy on the court that's gonna be the 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 effort and you know the the guy that's always going to give 100 percent Marianne's message to leave him alone. We're we're not giving him a hard time. No. I, I promise. I'm I'm in I'm in his corner. Uh, he's a shooter just like me. I just think you know the staff needs to do a better job of putting him in a better situation to be a little bit successful. I mean, obviously he hasn't shot great, but I don't I don't disagree. He's a great leader. He you know he plays with a lot of heart, which is which is one of those things that you want to see as an NC State fan, but. I'm just saying sometimes he does. I agree with you, Marianne. He gets a little bit unfair criticism at times. But, um, you know, we love him. He's in NC State Red. That's So so we're going to love him no matter what. <laughs> They're the good and the bad. But, Reed, I, I see you're on here. Hey, Corey. We, we brought up – Corey wasn't here, so I'll, I'll bring this up. We, we brought up uh, the question you asked uh, Coach Keats and the, and the answer you got. I don't know if you wanted to – if you know how, you, you can hop on and kind of give us what you thought of that answer, if you know how. Please, I would love to hear this. I would, too. Bobby, you might have to, unless he's just came in and wasn't on there. But anyways, <laughs> if you if you weren't listening, Corey was the one that asked the question uh to Kevin Keats uh, about why, you know, DJ wasn't playing. And he basically, you know, gave him the short answer. So we talked about that for a little while. Um, and that's that's one of the things where we're like, yeah, that, that, that wasn't a great answer. But, Reed, if you're in here, I, w- I would love to hear what you got, your take. Um, we've been on – oh, he requested to speak. Hold on. <laughs> Techno Scott. Yeah, don't hey listen guys you, you gotta give me a little break on this i don't know what i'm doing that time uh <laughs> request is to speak speaker request oh there we go there we go hold on there all right it just didn't give me a notification 
Now I got Reed in here as well. Marianne, I'll add you in one second as well. What's up, guys? Hey, Reed here. Sorry, How you yeah, doing, Reed? Yeah, Corey, go ahead and give that story real quick. Okay, so, I mean, in all honesty, the biggest thing to me was just, you know, it felt like a question that needed to be asked. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. you know, you look at the game, you just saw the kind of breakdown of it, and you, know, you saw the impact that DJ had in that game, and it felt like if you didn't ask, it was going to be a disservice. So, uh, I don't know. There's not really much backstory to it. Uh, didn't really get anything, you know, from Keats or from you know anybody in the administration in terms of the response, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't quite believe the answer uh, because I think you put both of them on the court if you have both of them and you can do that at the end of the game. So uh, that's why I didn't quite believe the answer. But I didn't really want to ask to follow up on that because we don't want to go any further on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I understand. I understand. But, yeah, that's that's one of the things that we, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, you know, prior to, to a couple of, you know, the newcomers coming on. But, uh this is one of those things that, you know, I mean, I, I kind of got what he was saying, how, you know, the defensive side of it. But at the same time, it's just it, it, when we talked about him always, he has a quick rotation. That's one of the things this year. He's had that quick rotation. But you sometimes you got to just let guys ride uh, in certain moments, you know, maybe just utilize a timeout to give him a quick breather. There's there's ways you can kind of get around it. But it's, that's one of those things where sometimes you just got to let it ride and ride the hot hand and the, and the guy that's giving you the most success at the moment. Reed, you got anything to add? Man, I, I 100% believe that, especially against a team like Virginia. First of all, God, we almost held them to 60 points. Yeah, I was yeah. so pissed. But bottom line is, against a team like Virginia that's playing that pack line defense, anybody that's getting points needs to stay in the game. If Braxton Beverly can stay in the game with his defensive liabilities, then why can't DJ, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing you I want to note on, you were talking about Cam earlier and being a freshman. The one thing that he does that every freshman does that makes you crazy is when he tries to make a move to the basket, watch his head. He tends to look down instead of up. And mm-hmm. I think that's a freshman. He's got a lot of ceiling height. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed that same thing. He'll try to do like a little in and out hezzy dribble a lot, and that head will be straight down. I've yep. noticed that too. And I think in high school that works, right? Because he's yep. a better athlete and he's getting around guys. But at this yep. level, it's just not going to happen. Plus, I think there's more length on the court than he's used to in high school. You're not going to get around guys that easy. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's going he's gonna to learn. And, I mean, obviously it's, uh, it's one of those things as a freshman that you just – you can't coach height and length. And we've played a lot of teams in the ACC that are just tall and long and athletic. And it's gonna it's gonna be tough, but I mean I know Cam's Cam's an athletic guy, but I mean again I I don't know what he weighs, but he can't be much more than 165 pounds. I mean, uh, so it's just one of those things where he's just gonna have to learn to where he can be, you know, a little bit more creative to maybe you know create a misdirection, uh, something where he can gain an advantage on some of these guys that are you know a little bit bigger and are gonna you know make things a little bit tougher on his side of it. His demeanor on the court is so calm. Yeah. It, it just it, it, it physically – you don't think you're looking at a freshman other than his baby face, right? He looks yeah. – but his <laughs> demeanor on the court is so cool that he just – if he can keep his head up, you wouldn't think he's a freshman. He just doesn't yeah. play like that. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, he's going to get better, and I, that's one of the things. I mean, it's, it's not my job, but it, it, <laughs> I would be doing them a disservice at the same time not to – 
to critique and show them areas that they can be better. And I could tell you, if I was able to get in the facilities, that's one of the things I'd love to do is just sit down, you know, and not necessarily mentor, but help, you know, because I had guys like Julius Hodge, you know, I had guys like Damon Thornton, uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus Melvin, those kind of guys came back and were always playing pickup with us. And it's one of those things that, you know, after we got done playing pickup, yeah, they tried to kick my butt every day. But at the same time, they were the first ones to say, hey, you need to get better at this and then continue to grow your strengths. So um, that's just one of the things. He's, he's going to continue to get better. Again, I, I think, you know, Reed, you said it. I think the the ceiling has no limits for him. I, mean, I think he can be that good. I think he can be one of the greatest point guards, you know, to come through NC State. And that's saying something because there's some good point guards that have came through here. So uh, it'll be interesting, man. I, he, he's going to continue to get better, and, and I'm really interested to see his growth, especially over the, the next year. Can I make no a comment? Yeah, go ahead. 15 years from now, there's going to be nobody in the history of the YMCA that's better in basketball than him. <laughs> on him it's going to blow people up at the Y so what's your logic behind that I guess I should ask uh, he's not physically intimidating Yeah. Uh, I think 15 years from now when he's got a little more dad bod going like the rest of us yeah. uh, people are going to sleep on him and he's going he's gonna to shoot lights out and take people to the rack all day See, you know he's one, the y. so he's one of those guys who's going to get picked up last but be the best player Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm, but he's, I'm telling you that, that if there's one thing that that that'll also benefit him, and this is just him staying in school a little bit longer, is uh, he's going to get stronger. That the strength programs in these colleges nowadays, and the nutrition that they have, he's going to get a lot stronger, and he's going to get, you know, he's going to beef up pretty quick. I mean, I, obviously, it didn't get on me quickly but i got stronger and that's one of the things that he may not put on a lot of weight but he's definitely going to get stronger so hold on we got a question from ben don't know if it's more coaching thing or team chemistry but my thoughts are if you if you're not hitting shots why not put chase and max i don't know if if they were not good enough in the first place why did Keats let walk-ons on the team just be scout players we all know they can shoot the ball too I'm not sure if I got that Ben it was a little bit broken up you may have fat fingered a couple of them Chase Graham and uh, Max Farthing is who he's referring to all right Um, I think the question is if, if if you know a shooter doesn't have the hot hand or isn't hitting shots like you're saying Braxton was earlier in the year why not give those guys a chance? I think that's I think that's what the question was. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, you know, the athleticism that's a big factor. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to do other aspects of the game rather than just shoot the ball. Um, and those guys don't have like Chase. Chase is quick, but again, he's he's undersized just like Braxton is. Max, he's he's better sized, but he's he's slower. And he's not nearly as athletic. So, yeah. I mean, I get what you're yeah. saying, but at the same time, like, you know, if those guys were, uh, I won't say better shape physically because they're in great shape, but like, I don't know, what am I trying to say? More athletically gifted, I guess, then yeah, well, you know, why not? But, and again, I don't know a lot about Chase or Max, but I will say this too. Um, again, this is one of the things that I always, you know, I always tell a player is if you're, 
say a great shooter. So for example, I, you know, if you're a great shooter, if you go 0 for 8 that night, what are you going to bring to the team next? Are you going to bring leadership? Are you going to bring, you know, hustle? Are you going to bring, you know, uh, are you going to be a good defender, uh, a good rebounder, a good passer? So to me, that that would be my question. And again, I don't know Max and Chase that well, but that, that would be my question is, is what are they going to give us if, you know, they're not shooting hot that night? Are they going to still give us an opportunity to win a basketball game? And that's kind of the thing that I would take. And again, I don't, I know, I know Max, I played pickup with him uh, when he, I think he was a freshman. He, he does, he shoots the crap out of it. Uh, he's not crazy athletic, but he is probably one of those guys that is borderline can get minutes. But then again, you got to ask, who are we going to take out now? Are we going to, you know, are you going to take minutes from, you know, some of your freshmen that, that need those valuable minutes or, or, you know, you're going to try and play him at the four and now Jericho is going to lose some minutes. So it's just one of those things that, you know, is, is a tough thing. I know it's an easy question to ask, especially when, when we're not playing well, but it's, it's also one of those things that he, he probably needs to show something else in practice. Now, now if we lose a couple more down the stretch, why not screw it? Put him in game. Yeah, uh, you never know. And, I mean, I think that's one of the things, too, that I think that it's it's going to be tough because we do have so many freshmen that, you know, can be very, very valuable to the program that you really want to build on them. So, um, you know, uh, I'm with Bobby. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them. And, and, you know, you could get three, four minutes here and there, just little pop-up minutes. But um, it's, it's just one of those things. It's a tough question, especially as a coach. I mean, you want to give everybody minutes, but – at the end of the day, you got to give, you got to put the people on the on the floor that thinks gives you the best chance to win on that night. So, yep. Um, all right, we got three more minutes till game time. Uh, uh, let me see if Marianne wants. She she tried to come in and I, I didn't see it. Let me see if Marianne wants to come in real quick. Marianne, are you there? My connection has been really strange through the whole oh. podcast, but it's on my end. All right. Well, well, welcome to the welcome to the little. I don't know if it's a podcast. I don't really know what it is, but welcome. <laughs> hey, listen. I don't know if you remember this or not, but you know, apparently, you should remember crazy women in New York City. So <laughs> went up to the uh, Jimmy V Classic and I ran y'all down right in front of the Lego shop. <laughs> yep. Yep. We we're playing UConn. Yep. 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 I remember that. It's funny how you remember little things like that because we were walking over to the. Uh, I think we're walking to the gym, and uh, and next thing you know, you get a, a little group of NC State fans coming up from behind. So, uh, no, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry we had to talk about Braxton, but uh, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I know the. I know he has limited talents, but I. It's 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 an unquestionable something when he's on that floor. Yeah. Uh, he leads, and I think at least everybody else looks at him and knows that he's given everything. So they yep. should too. Yeah, without well, a doubt, a without quiet a doubt. Leadership thing to me, you know. I yep. know his limitations. <laughs> yeah, but man, it's a walking heart. <laughs> yeah, that yep. is, and you, and that's that's one of those things that sometimes you can't coach. And it's like you said, you always you always got to find them, find a person like that on the floor. So we definitely appreciate that. So all right, Bobby and, and Anderson, um, uh, we've done it the last two times. Nobody's won. At least I don't think anybody's won. Uh, Final score. If you guess it right, I'll Venmo you ten bucks. I thought it was your number. I thought it was fifteen. Oh, fifteen bucks then. <laughs> I'm getting cheap. 
I'm getting cheap. The the uh, my water bill shot up in the last week. So I, Bobby got a little too close last time. Or yeah. yeah, I, I got close again. I got close again in the Virginia game. <laughs> I'm well, I'm, I'm going to hit one of them. Somebody will eventually. All right. So this is the one I'm hitting. Um, talking about the Jimmy B Classic, by the way, I have one of those jerseys from that game hanging up on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, is it a number 15 jersey? Is the next question. Uh, no, the only ones they had left were CJ jerseys. Oh, it's unfortunate. I got this yeah. Rodney Purvis one. So, hey man, it, if, if you can, it, if you can find a, if you can find a fifteen in one of those, it, that, that will be replaced and be up on my wall. I promise. Well, I can tell you the fifteen one is up on my wall right now. So you ain't getting that. Um, but uh, all right, score prediction. Score prediction. I'm gonna go. Um, uh, 71-62 pack. 71-62 pack. All right. Anderson? Um, you know what? I'm going to go a little higher scoring. 78-65. All right. I'm going to go 75-65 pack. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, everybody that came on, I appreciate it. Um, again, we're, we're really enjoying this. It's, it's a very unique situation that Locker Room has and that, you know, People can come on, they can talk, they can voice their opinions, you know, just just have normal conversations. So uh, we've really enjoyed it. We're, we're probably going to continue to do this, whether it's pre-game or post-game. Uh, but, you know, we're having a good time. Uh, Marianne, Corey, and Reed, thanks for coming on. Everybody else, you know, that asked questions, we appreciate it. Uh, so go Pack. Hopefully we can get back on the right track here, and uh, and we'll, we'll hop on next time. So thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank See you guys. Too. Yep, thank y'all. Cool, guys. Hey, Scott. Yeah. You know, with the Purvis reference, and you're a car guy, do you have a Purvis in the garage? I do not. <laughs> I, uh, I can promise you that. I'm glad you got the reference. <laughs> I, but <laughs> I, I, got, I got a nice one in there, but it ain't no Purvis. So I can tell you that. That's awesome. I love All right. It. I'll <laughs> talk to you guys later.